I know when Wednesday morning arrived, the day after the elections, and I read the news of the passing of Proposal 3, a heaviness weighed on my heart. And there was a temptation in my heart to discouragement. The gospel today reminds us of how important it is to persevere in our faith in Jesus. For the gospel says, by your perseverance, you will secure your lives. I know that when Proposal 3 passed, it was a day of great grief and darkness descended upon our state and for some of us in our hearts. And I know some of us may be tempted to discouragement in light of such sad news. And here, the key to perseverance through this tragic news and in the trials that await us is by relying on the grace of God, pouring out our hearts to him in prayer and receiving his love. Now, before I speak about how to pour out our, our hearts to God in prayer, who will have victory in the end, I want to encourage everyone first and remember the hope that we have in Jesus. The word of God says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. As the world gets darker, remember that the light gets brighter. That light is the light of Christ and the Lord Jesus Christ who lives in us by baptism is greater, is greater than the devil who lives in the world. And so the light within us cannot be conquered by any evil. And our prayers, which are powerful when united to Christ, cannot be conquered by evil as well. So even though many of us have prayed and Proposal 3 has still passed, our prayers were not wasted. Often the victories that are won by our prayers are invisible. And who knows that during this time of intense prayer, how many babies were saved and how many hearts were moved to vote against Proposal 3 when originally they had thought to do so. In fact, without your prayers and efforts in canvassing and calling others, the percentage might have very well been 80-20 versus how it resulted in 56 yes and 43% no. And lastly, remember the words of Jesus when he spoke to his apostles before his passion. In the world, you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus is victorious over evil and death because of what he did for us on the cross, on his cross and resurrection, where he defeated the kingdom of Satan by crucifying the power of sin with him on the cross. Now, while myself and Father Matthias don't understand why this passed, we know that God will bring something good out of this. And just as Father Matthias wrote in his article in response to the passing of Proposal 3, our invitation is to cry out to God for justice, to pour out our broken hearts to him and to seek his face and persevere in doing so. For again, by our perseverance, we will secure our lives. 
Now, because what I am using is Father Matthias' um, his article as context for my homily, I highly encourage everyone to read it, especially if you haven't. It will be in the bulletin uh, for this weekend on our parish website, and it was sent via email in our midweek newsletter this past week. And so here in this homily, I want to dive deeper into how we can pour out our hearts to God so we can persevere to the end. And also, because if we don't, then the discouragement and anger might overwhelm our hearts and it'll make us judgmental and resentful towards others, which in turn will only cause us to be miserable and no one wants to be miserable. So then the first step to how to pour out our hearts to God in prayer is to be aware of what your thoughts, feelings, and desires are. For some of us, we are tempted to discouragement. Some may have concern for our kids, the future of our kids and grandkids. Others may be feeling anger towards those who have pushed for Prop 3 and or those who have voted for it. And others still may be feeling a sense of guilt and think, did I do enough? Or what more could I have done? And I know sometimes it can, be, it can be scary for some of us to try to articulate what we're thinking or feeling because we don't know how to deal with it or we're afraid of how dark it might be. Which is why we remember that Jesus is the light of the world and he is greater than any darkness or sin or emotion or thought that you may have and be aware of in your heart and mind. Which leads to the next part of the actual pouring out of your heart to God. In prayer, you are to relate to him what you are aware of in your mind and heart. And sometimes for me, it's helpful to imagine Jesus before you and picture yourself actually handing Jesus your thoughts and feelings to him, maybe in the form of some weight, for example, maybe a rock or a backpack. And whatever it is that thing or that feeling or thought uh, that you're giving to Jesus, you can say, Jesus, I entrust this to you. And as you pour out your hearts to God, the invitation is to have a conversation with God in that prayer. Perhaps you can ask Jesus one of these questions. Jesus, how will you enact your justice in our state? Or Jesus, how are you loving me at this time? Or if we're struggling uh, with anger towards a certain person or we're entrusting to Jesus a specific person, maybe you can ask Jesus, how are you loving and moving in the heart of this person or that person? In other words, ask God for his perspective on our states, on others, and how he views you in love and what his thoughts are regarding what it is you share. And finally, receive what he says to you. For example, I know someone who is struggling with anger towards those who voted yes, and in pouring out their anger to God, this is what they heard from him. As angry as you are towards those who voted yes, are you just as passionate that they know the good news of the gospel and encounter my loving kindness and mercy? You see, God spoke into his anger and gave him a heavenly perspective, how Jesus desires the conversion of hearts. 
And so when we pour out our hearts to God in prayer, we find the strength to persevere to secure our lives. And we can grow to be a part of the solution by partnering with God from hearing his perspective. One more final point. Since God will be victorious in the end, that means that there will be a final judgment at the end of time where Jesus will come again. In light of this, it's important to say a few words about anyone who might be listening or that you know who voted yes for Proposal 3. First, we have to remember that some people were deceived and didn't know how extreme it was. And many people have personal struggles with the issue of, of abortion that are hidden from our view, and it might prevent them from hearing the truth. Therefore, if you find out that someone voted yes for Proposal 3, it's important not to judge their hearts because we don't know, but God is the judge. With that said, if a Christian had knowledge that this proposed amendment would enshrine abortion in the state constitution and still chose to vote for it, this would constitute formal cooperation with the evil of abortion. Such an act would be a mortal sin which places them outside of communion with God and the church. The church calls all such people who voted yes to repent and to go to confession before they receive Holy Communion. Again, this is important because at the end of time, there will be a final judgment when Christ's victory over sin is enacted. And we wanna make sure that we're on the side of victory. Now, my encouragement for all of us in the coming days is to really press in to the love of God, to really press in to the love of the sacred heart of Jesus and abide with him in prayer. Let us focus on Jesus, especially as we persevere and continue the work of praying for and protecting the unborn and upholding the dignity of human life. For by keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, we can partner with him and advancing his kingdom of love and mercy, and let the light of his truth and love shine out to all the world. And we who are faithful to Jesus will be victorious with him in the end, and the light of Christ will continue to shine, no matter how popular it is to disagree with the light. <laughs>